You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Life is tough. It can become even tougher when your loved one is gone, be it your parents or spouse. Financially aware people buy life insurance to protect their families in case something happens to them. But buying insurance in itself doesn't guarantee that their lives will be secure. Managing bulk insurance money is a difficult task. Hello, I'm Aprajita and you are listening to Why Not Mint Money podcast. Today I have with me fee only financial planner and registered investment advisor Renu Maheshwari who will tell us some difficulties family members face when the breadwinner passes away and how to tackle those difficulties. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Welcome ma'am. Welcome. Thank you very much Aprajita. It's always a delight to be able to speak to your listeners. Thank you, Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh so my first question is about uh, lack of awareness when it comes to life insurance. Some people buy savings linked insurance plan which offer a life cover of just a few lakhs. But not many people are aware that term insurance policies offer you a good enough coverage and that too at really cheaper rates. So please explain to our listeners which type of insurance policies should they buy and which ones to avoid. Yeah. So Aprajita what you are saying is absolutely right. First of all we need to understand that insurance is a risk management tool. It is not an investment. Okay. Now the moment you realize that it is not an investment it means that you are not putting in money over there to get it at some later date. The definition of investment is that you invest some money today and you get more money tomorrow. but the definition of insurance product is that i pay someone or a company some money which is called premium which will pay me a certain amount of money in case something goes wrong now something goes wrong can be defined here in case of life insurance if the breadwinner or the life insured loses his life it can be you know car accident in case of car insurance it can be falling sick in case of health insurance right now we are going to be talking only about life insurance mm-hmm. so the subject matter is life of the breadwinner or any other person in the family mm-hmm. so insurance means that you are paying premium to get some bulk money in case something happens to the breadwinner so the dependent's life is not left in a lurch and they can sustain their life for the rest of their lives the moment it starts telling you you will get this much money if the death does not happen or no eventuality happens it is an investment product which is combined with an insurance product so now two things are combined insurance that is risk management investment that means making some return on the money hmm. this combination is something which every single individual investor should stay away from Yeah, Why? Because neither it does it fulfill your purpose of investment, nor does it fulfill your purpose of risk management. For example, if a twenty-five-year-old wants to buy an insurance policy for say rupees one crore, he can probably get it for six, seven thousand rupees a year, even lesser sometimes. 
but at the same time if he goes on to some kind of an endowment policy or money back policy or something else the premium will run in lakhs mm. and then people think it's unaffordable it is not unaffordable it looks unaffordable because there's an investment product involved now the major problem with this when the investment and insurance is combined is that a lot of figures are thrown upon the client or the investor or the insurance uh, buyer mm. these figures at no point in time they tell you what is the percentage annualized percentage return that you are going to get at all points of time there are lots and lots of numbers thrown in front of the client face that means what mm. you invest 1 lakh per month for 5 years uh, sorry 1 lakh per month for Five, uh, per annum for five years, you can probably correct that. It is you invest one lakh per annum for five years. Fifteen years down the road, you will get say seventy-five thousand per month for next ten years. Now these are different sums and different amounts of money flowing in and flowing out at different intervals of time, at different segments of time. Their value is totally different. All these numbers are jumbled up. and the dish is served to you as if it's a great biryani but it's all spoiled rice right so that is the reason why you should stay away from these so called structured products you need insurance most 90% of the people need some insurance go for pure term policy how do you identify if it's a pure term policy or not if the company is providing you some money in case the eventuality doesn't happen that means it is not a pure term policy pure term policy is an expense that you are spending money to buy that safety from a corporate so okay. you pay the money your life is insured if something bad happens then you will get the money if nothing bad happens mm-hmm. you will not get money that is a pure insurance policy correct and now life insurance companies also offer a return of premium so it may not be savings element to it it may not have that but still it's it's again uh, some bit of uh, return if the eventuality doesn't happen so exactly stay away from those trends also i these days i see a lot of ads around it absolutely so it is no return of premium it is your own money which is being uh, invested somewhere to give you the Correct, uh, because they ask for higher premium in those cases. This absolutely. is something that people miss out. Absolutely. So it's just an illusion that you are getting your money back. It's not that. Mm-hmm. It is that you are paying more money to uh, get the same kind of uh, safety. Yeah. Which you could have gotten at probably one tenth of the price. Correct. So if the idea is to really protect your family financially and with good amount of coverage, then pure play term insurance is the way out. That is the only option. no other insurance plan exactly now, yes and now uh, talking about cases where people uh, have bought the policy term and now something eventually happens to them the family receives good amount of money the family receives about 1 crore money in one go now a mm-hmm. lot of relatives or even because the money comes in the bank account then bank officials also reach out to the beneficiary and everybody starts suggesting lot of things that invest here there lot of suggestions keep coming so what are some mistakes that people end up making because beneficiaries may not be financially savvy they may depend on someone 
so what are some key mistakes investment mistakes or in general what they do that uh, they should avoid yes apranjita this is a very common thing that we see across the board uh, most of the times Uh, the insurance beneficiaries are the women you know usually the spouses of the okay. breadwinner and uh, or otherwise minor children of the breadwinner mm-hmm. in both the scenarios uh, they are uh, someone unfortunately even adult homemaker women are someone who are financially not literate at all Mm-hmm. what it means is that they do not understand markets they do not understand uh, finances they do not understand any technical terminology uh, and then when they are not when the breadwinner is not there they go out for help mm-hmm. and whom do they reach out to help they reach out to parents mm-hmm. family relatives mm-hmm. who are equally ignorant as they are yeah True. The next scenario is they reach out to their own bank, forgetting that banks are the biggest third-party product suppliers. Mm-hmm. So the advice that they get is not only suboptimal but sometimes even disastrous. Mm-hmm. This advice ranges from don't do anything to the money, don't go to the bank, don't ask anyone; otherwise, your money will disappear. Just put it in a fixed deposit. eat your interest so if you are putting in 1 crore see you're going to get at least 6 lakhs 7 lakhs a year that's good enough money for you today mm-hmm. so that 6 or 7 lakhs may be good enough money for that woman or the ref, uh, left behind family today but it won't be good enough 5 years down the road when inflation catches up right so uh, uh, this is this is what we call in suboptimal advice you do go by you know few initial years may be okay with this kind of a simple calculation but later on there are problems which are unsurmountable and if it is related to minor children it's even worse because they have to i mean their education and so many other things have to be taken care of uh, this is one major problem what we see in the scenario that you know financial illiteracy second is the banks and uh, the bank in which that money comes or the insurance money comes in the banker is aware of that money coming into the bank account and they immediately start reaching out to the family mm-hmm. it's their part is their job to sell more products make and especially insurance products and uh, all these long term commitment products because that is attached to their trps uh, sorry kras mm-hmm. but the problem is that these products may not be right for the particular person and mm. as a matter of fact these are the kind of products which ruin the dependent's life i will give you one example i knew of mm. one lady whose money was huge chunk of this insurance money was used to buy dhfl bonds oh, okay in 2018 exactly exactly that promising because they were promising high return of 13% and 14% and 12% and you know that this is a stable income it's a fixed income product you will not have uh, the volatility of the market and she spent i think it was 80% or 75% of her insurance claim money was mm. used to buy dhfl bonds initially it was okay and then you remember the fiasco that happened the credit cycle mm. uh, uh, 
changed and so many companies went turtle dhfl was one of them and this lady lost all that money it was it was a disaster for her did the banker do anything wrong in selling her a product probably not that was his part to sell a, sell a product to uh, all the clients who are coming there was that sales person or relationship manager wrong in telling her that this is a bond this is fixed income security you will keep getting month on month you will get interest and you do not have to its prices will not go up and down like equity market no he was not wrong mm-hmm. what that person failed to explain or probably he himself the sales person himself did not know that this high interest is coming because this there has to be some reason why someone is paying you this higher interest and, and that high interest higher returns exactly. come higher risk exactly so the higher interest rates or the return was because there there is a credit rating issue with that particular company hmm. and if there is a credit rating issue or it's a low um, if it's not a high anyway dhfl was not that <laughs> that was at that time uh-huh. exactly you know at that point in time it was uh, its uh, risk cal- credit rating was not bad mm-hmm. credit rating went bad later on but there was no one to suggest to this uh, woman that uh, you know the cycle is going bad at least you know sell it off in the market even if you get 80% Uh, out of your 100 rupee bond you get only 80 rupees you know just sell it off there was no one to advise her for that but in any case that was not the right decision everyone gave it in good faith probably but not knowing that that's not the right thing and that is the biggest problem that we see in the market right now people they are doing things and uh, they did not even reach out to her for course correction if something bad has happened then at least yes uh, because yeah. they sell the product and then they go away exactly so it's not part of their job as simple mm-hmm. as that mm-hmm. right i'm not carrying a i mean i'm not saying i the banker is not carrying a warranty guarantee for the next 20 years for that product his part is to sell that product it was a credit rating agency's part to fix the credit rating the no one thought it was their job to be able to tell the uh investor when the risk element is rising or what is exactly the risk or to judge for that particular person that what is the risk that she can take so there is a whole layer of a buy side of the industry missing in this woman's life that means a whole layer of advisor which is missing from her life someone who can think on her behalf can still understand the market in the way money flows around in the market mm-hmm. and then give her advice that will work for her not sell her products so that is a major problem that we see in the market in both these situations extreme risk and extreme uh, safety both are both disastrous are. to your financial health ha uh, you have really put it very nicely that uh, even as secure as fd and as risky as these bonds or equities both are wrong so we must find the right balance now that uh, we have talked about mistakes tell us uh, tell our listeners that how to manage this money if a financially illiterate person receives this good amount of money then step by step process to take it forward how to do it in the in the right manner yeah. so aprajit i'll divide this portion of yours into two parts one is Uh, if i am the breadwinner in the family suppose and i have a spouse 
who is not working or whose life is dependent on my income mm-hmm. then what is my responsibility my first responsibility is that i buy a term insurance policy so that if something happens to me tomorrow mm-hmm. she or he gets that money and lives his or her life comfortably okay. most of us have started doing that part so i go ahead i buy an insurance policy but i should also think of myself uh, i should also consider the second part as my responsibility that what happens if i am not there how will she take care of that money or how will she make sure that that money is able to provide for her and i think that is a job that everyone every breadwinner should take that seriously first step to that is involve your spouse in all your financial decisions make her or him a part of all the financial discussions that you're having with an advisor banker sales person anyone uh, whenever you're talking about family finances and money make them part of your, that discussion listening is half the learning second is that when they see the husband or the wife or whosoever is the primary caretaker of the money in the house taking decisions and they become part of that decision making process they also learn how to take decisions subconsciously even if they're not learning actively about money hmm. so that part is essential most essential doesn't take much efforts except that you go out and do that job together second part which is the same thing is it's great if if that person is financially illiterate and they they get some it interested in learning a little bit and can uh, you know find some workshop or log into some websites and find some knowledge but the second part is very difficult if i'm not interested in money i don't want to uh, learn about it i find it very difficult and cumbersome i will find 101 excuses not to do it so the second part is very difficult to happen but the first part can be easily done by all couples mm-hmm. then comes to the second part of your question that what should be done once the person gets the money so now mm-hmm. when these people the left the family who is left behind if when they get the money there are two three categories of those kind of families one is if the spouse is empowered comfortable about money is also aware about what all was happening about the uh, money before the spouse passed away and then he or she gets that big bulk of money say 1 crore of rupees mm-hmm. then they should assess themselves can they do it themselves or not uh sometimes that confident over confidence at that stage is not a great thing the best possible option is to find a fiduciary advisor a fiduciary is supposed to work on the side of the client in india fiduciaries are by definition there is only one license by sebi which defines this relationship when the advisor is supposed to work on the client side and that is sebi registered investment advisor ria this is a, a license which is given to people who are supposed to work on the client side so look for that you want a list you can go to sebi's website and find a list over there find the someone who is within your own uh, geographical area and reach out to them uh, you also have we have our association of registered investment advisors so the arya website also lists all these fiduciary advisors on their website so this is a second resource that you can bank upon in the country in india uh, you reach out to them to 
help you invest that money properly now having said that how do you judge that he or she with that license is the right person mm-hmm. right i might have just taken the license and i'm still selling products Uh, giving you products which are commission based and uh, and you know income is coming somewhere money finance is a very very tricky uh, place with so many webs and so many uh, uh, places where the money flows around right mm-hmm. so how do i ascertain as a lay person mm-hmm. first thing check the licenses of that particular person second thing is check his or her educational background qualifications experience ask for references number 3 ask for you know uh, if if they have a similar kind of a reference like your uh, stage of life excellent if not that some other reference where they can where someone else can also vouch for them okay. these are the first three things then when you are interacting with that advisor or the company understand where is their income coming from do not feel shy about asking that ask them where are they earning from what is their source of income right if their source of income is uh, a client only that is you know uh, it's a 100% fiduciary relationships mm. in all probability chances are that you will not be cheated there can be error of judgment which is a human thing but even that error of judgment when there is no cheating involved will not be disastrous Hmm, can never be disastrous right it will be just a level of quality of you know someone can give you a 101% kind of an advice someone can give you 99% someone can give you 90% kind of an advice but it will never be a disastrous or a, a minus 10% kind of an advice right so hmm. make sure you do these primary checks with about your advisor and then go and meet that person preferably meet that person in their office see their background see who all are working over there so you know it's not a munna bhai place it's a place you know there is a real advisor there's a real company which exists over there talk to them understand about what they have been doing in the past what they are planning for the future are there safeguards built into the company what if you need the help after 10 years 15 years will they be will there be anyone to take care of uh, your money so understand these all these aspects of permanence of or long term relationship possibility because when someone is managing your money it's it's very serious business uh, after you do these things then look at how the advisor is approaching your case are they straight away offering you products ma'am invest in this 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 will give you this much return or are they first talking about you understanding your life and then trying to figure out what products should be suggested to you right. if any advisor is talking products and return right in the beginning it's a red flag there is something not right in that approach at all even if he's claiming to be fiduciary even if he's claiming to be working on your side and if these are the primary angles then the approach is not appropriate this is how you can pick a right advice once you have a right advisor then work along with that advisor and uh, and then take your own sensible calls as well 
So every time your advisor suggests something or asks you or gives you a strategy, talk about it. Ask him or her to explain it to you. Do not feel shy. It is your money and you should be able to ask those questions and you should get clean, clear answers about them. Right. So uh, once a family receives a good amount of money, then they should look for a professional advisor, a fiduciary advisor who doesn't have any vested interests involved and work with the person. And that is how you manage your insurance money. Right. Correct. And now I also want to touch upon the uh, loan aspect of it. So in a lot of cases, uh, we observe that men in the family they take loans and then they don't discuss it with the family and family members are unaware of it and in case they pass away then lenders reach out to to the family then how to secure the family because even if the insurance money comes in most cases it will go settling the loans exactly. then there is something called mwp act so i want yes. you to explain mwp act to our listeners and who should mm-hmm. go for it so uh, we always suggest when uh, men are buying term insurance and the wife or minor children are beneficiaries we suggest or rather advise them to buy it under mwp as you had mentioned that is married women's property act what does this act mean that means that insurance this insurance policy and any claim money coming in that policy belongs to that woman alone or to those children alone no one else no creditor can ever have a claim on them so if the husband had taken loan for some reasons uh, that the creditor or the uh, any other party cannot touch that particular insurance money this provides an extra layer of safety and security to the family who might be left behind in case of the death of breadwinner now there is another thing which we always say on the uh, when we are doing planning and then if if the spouse would have taken professional advice that these loans should also be covered with another liability insurance so in case you are taking loan obviously you don't have those kind of assets and that's the reason most of the times people take those loans take a liability insurance as well liability insurance can be a pure term policy again it will come very inexpensive but it will protect your family's life your family's finances in case something happens so that's a first layer of uh, protection second layer of protection is by insurance policies under married women's property act correct so you have really shared very valuable insights and uh, it's just that such information is not available very easily to people that is why they make such grave mistake in handling these sensitive uh, life situations so thank you so much for sharing these valuable insights my pleasure aprajita it's always a delight to be able to uh, share these uh, small things which can make a difference in a lot of our lives i hope you enjoyed the show today you can log on to htsmartcast.com for more such podcast so keep tuning into st smartcast thank you so much Stay updated on this podcast. Follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Hold up. 